The following program contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Every day, me and Freddie B been famous since 1983. Give me $10 and you straight get blessed to rap all about you. Call the special request. Oakland, you know, I go way back to Coog Nuts, Fast Things, and Cadillacs. When homeboys put folks on any car with six by nine smoking burner. <laughs> what up? One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Get Off My Lawn podcast is back in full effect. This your boy Jay, a.k.a. JC, a.k.a. Jay Caesar, a.k.a. Law T, a.k.a. The Hip Hop Taliban. Back after a prolonged absence. Bumping the beat, Dope Fiend Beats. And let me just say that at this point, it's been about a week. Everybody, if you haven't seen Black Panther, go see it. I've seen it twice already, and most likely we'll be checking in a third time this coming week, if not this weekend. But here's the thing. I knew I was going to love the movie because I love the, uh, all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, but in particular, Black Panther, for all the obvious reasons, first black big budget superhero movie to get the real uh, blockbuster Hollywood treatment. So I went in knowing what I was going to get, saw Captain America Civil War, loved Black Panther, couldn't wait for the Black Panther movie from the moment I saw him in that movie. So I was already down. Odds were 99% that I was going to love the movie. But in the opening scene, when I heard this beat, too short in the trunk? What? What? Are you kidding me? And that little uh, rap you got at the beginning, that was me in the theater. And now... 
Anybody who knows me knows how much I hate, I hate being in a theater where people are talking, i.e. <clears throat> teenagers, black people, anybody. I just hate talking in the movies. So I make it a point to sit in <clears throat> that front section where nobody sits, but I like to sit there and then I can just enjoy the movie and don't have to be distracted by anybody's talking on their cell phones, any, any of that nonsense. But I became the, the very moviegoer I hate when this beat dropped and <laughs> I'm sitting in the theater, me, and I heard some people in other, other parts of the uh, theater singing this, these very same verses. And when I went and watched it the second time I noticed that uh, it plays for quite a while I mean you hear it in the background and uh, that's just something kudos to uh, everybody involved with Black Panther which is an outstanding movie but once you throw in too short in the trunk what man and as far as the movie goes it turns out that um I kind of sided with the villain Killmonger um and by the way if you haven't seen the movie yet and you think this is a spoiler um if you're planning to see the movie, you should have already seen it. By the time this drops, you will have had at least a good week and a half to handle your business. So get in the theater, see the movie, don't play yourself. But, um, yeah, Killmonger, his justification for his, his evil villainous plot I kind of wouldn't have minded seeing a little bit of that. I wanted just a little taste, a little taste of a scene where the uh, Wakandan weapons get out and make it to one of these impoverished communities that then take these tools and rise up against their uh, oppressors. And it would have been curious to see in a movie based in 2018 um, what form those oppressors took. So I think there was something there that could have been explored, but I understand why they didn't do it. Um, because then you're kind of venturing back into that Iron Man uh, territory where Tony Stark's the whole impetus for him to shut down the Stark Industries weapons program was the fact that the... Uh, weapons they created had gotten into the hands of terrorists, so, um, but I digress. Then, so I like, I like that, that theme, I like that part of the plot, and then we get to the end, where, again, spoiler, but, you know, I don't apologize, because you should have already seen it, what kind of, what kind of person are you, and especially if you're black, how have you not seen this multiple times by now? Shame on you. Don't get your black card revoked here on the podcast. But um, in the final scene, uh, when Killmonger's dying, 
and T'Challa tells him, you know, hey, you know, we can save you. You've got the technology. This was Killmonger's response, and I am going to play this here because it is just great. I love it. I love it. So we're going to get a little, you're going to get a little taste here. Guess what? I got it. Here it is. Listen to this. Maybe we can still heal you. Why? So you can just lock me up. Nah. Just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships. Because they knew death was better than bondage. That may have been the most gangster outro in the history of cinema, from my perspective. He was like, nah, uh uh-uh. Bondage? Just throw me in the ocean, like with my ancestors who jumped from the ship. Man. So yeah, that was uh, outstanding. Outstanding movie. And... I guess I do owe some explanations um, because it's been a while since I dropped a podcast and, uh, you know, I apologize for that. Throughout the, uh, the run of this show, I've made it clear that part of the thing is that the people who participate in this are grown people with families and lives and other responsibilities that take precedent over producing a podcast so um and there's no there are no sponsors there's no money in it so it's just something that's done out of love and respect and for fun but I do realize that I should be keeping up a more uh, normal schedule and due to you know life circumstances as of late I have more free time on my hands and am kind of working on a schedule to produce the more produce the podcast at more regular intervals initially it was supposed to be every two weeks and I felt that that's that's doable, and I think that that isn't uh, too tough. Now, when I want to have uh, East Coast Dre, Professor Belk on, you know, I have to work around their schedules, um, time differences, work schedules, family responsibilities, what have you. So, there may be more podcasts where it's just me. I apologize to those who... uh, find that offensive or (laughs) it's just not your thing but mm, and as I've said before I prefer doing the podcast with uh, friends of mine to get that feedback and have those discussions they bring out 
bring up a point of view that I perhaps either don't agree with or haven't recognized or even thought about, but um, I'm going to do what I can to make this as entertaining as possible for those who are listening. And just to remind everybody, if you want to catch older episodes of the podcast, you can check it out on iTunes, which is where uh, I believe the majority of people are hearing this. Um, but you can also check it out at The Liberator, T-H-A-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O-R.com. And in addition to finding information on back episodes of the podcast you can also listen to some uh live hip-hop concerts i believe diggable planets up there um de la soul should be up there um what else what else what else oh t-shirts Woo. the liberator has started a line that i'm helping out with uh liberatees so the tagline is the blackest t-shirt you will ever own and they've got some hot designs up there they've got a colin kaepernick uh, just dropped a james and florida evans shirt a maxine waters a lewis farrakhan and other designs are on the way i have a hand in that you can purchase your shirt there high quality dope designs what else can you listen to? Uh, you can read some political articles. You can buy some anti-Trump stickers. Everything you need to be a rebel, a renegade, and help us stay paid is right there at theliberator.com. But it wouldn't be the Get Off My Lawn podcast if... Uh, I didn't have some things to complain about, and we've been away, I've been away, for a good, man, a couple of months. The last show we dropped, we were talking about Jay-Z's 444, and that was a while ago, so that's months. So I pretty much missed most of the winter, and although on the East Coast, I guess it's still winter, technically, but... uh Yeah, so that means I've got months worth of things to rant about. And let me start with this. Um, At Christmas, uh, a special person gave me an Xbox, uh, an Xbox One. And hey... I was thrilled bringing my video game game into the uh, into the future, and it's great. Maybe I'm too old to be playing video games, but I don't care what you think. I'm still playing games. Left 4 Dead 2 is still my joint, and I'm waiting for Left 4 Dead 3. Where's it at? But again, I digress. So. Here's my beef with the Xbox One, and apparently this whole new generation, next generation of consoles, is that 
if I go to GameStop and pick up a game, come back here, just want to pop it in, play it for a little bit before I get on with my other business, I have to download the entire, the contents of the disc that I just purchased. I have to download those onto the hard drive, wait for it to download, and then it has to download updates. And these games aren't small. This is, I'm talking about multiple, multiple gigabytes. And I have a decent Wi-Fi connection. But even at that, it's taking at least a couple hours to download. Sometimes not that long, but it takes a long time. And the fact is, I just want to get my game, pop it in, play a little bit of Madden, and then bounce. Do what else I got to do. I'm going to come home, pop in my game, play a little bit of Titanfall, and then bounce. Do what I got to do. I can't be sitting here waiting for a game to down. Oh, I got a game tonight. It'll be tight tomorrow when I finally get to play it. No, I want to play my game now. I don't know what the problem is, what the issue is. Who's the genius who thought this would be a good idea? My son and I, you know, we're, we, uh play Gears of War or whatever game um, first person shooters you can kind of double up I know Gears of War is like third person or whatever but you get it um, but then so many of these games now are only multiplayer if you're playing with people who are not physically in your space so I don't know when that became a thing either why do these video game companies presume that people don't have friends, don't have siblings? So, back in the day, and I go back all the way to Atari 2600, if you had a game, you get the game, you pop it in, you have a friend there, they plug in their controller, and you play. And then they proceed to get their ass whooped by me in Madden. That's just how things went. That's how it goes. But, and back then, Tecmo Bowl, whatever, you'd still catch that beating, but you would catch that beating in person. I would even prepare victory, uh, victory mixes so that when I scored on somebody, when I beat them down in Madden, then I would reach over and press play on the cassette deck and play something uh, disparaging to let them know that they'd just been dealt with. But no, in today's day and age, you get a game, you pop it in, and now you got to sit there and find something else to do because you certainly aren't playing the game. And don't have a friend because if you want to play with your friend, you better tell them, go home, buy the game, pop it in your box, and we'll play tomorrow after you log in. So, I'm definitely not feeling that. So, I had a game. I was waiting for it to download. So, I figured, all right, you know what? This Xbox is dope. Let me just uh, check out the apps. So, then Netflix. So, then I pop in or load the app. Sign into my Netflix account, and boom. I'm like, all right, let's see what it is I need to catch up on. 
The Defenders. So another Marvel action uh, series on Netflix. I figured I loved Luke Cage. Daredevil was cool. Iron Fist was... Jessica Jones was uh, interesting. I liked it. So I figured The Defenders. All right, let me check that out. So here's my beef with The Defenders. In all these Marvel uh, series that appear on Netflix. Now, why the hell are 75% of these shows so dark? I can't see shit. It's like, what is going on? I have a decent TV. You know, Samsung, big screen. I'm sitting relatively close. Turn off all the lights. I can't see shit. Why is it so damn dark? Do I have to buy a 4K Ultra HD TV to be able to see what's going on? It's ridiculous. Every other fight scene is in some cave, some closet, some room with the lights out. And I want to know, what the, who's making these decisions? What am I supposed to be watching this on? Do I have to crank up the brightness and adjust the contrast just to watch the Defenders? Really? That's what I got to do? So then, Daredevil was bad enough. I'm like, they couldn't possibly make the same mistake again. Nope, they did it. More dark fight scenes, dark fight scenes, dark fight scenes. I have to just imagine what's going on. Basically, a fight scene starts, everything goes black, and then when the lights come up, I just see who's left standing, and then I figure, all right, <laughs> that's there's your winner. So then, the Defenders was horrendous with that. Daredevil was awful with that. Iron Fist was pretty bad. So then, I finished up the Defenders. It was eh. Then I moved on to Punisher. Punisher is, so far, I'm about three or four episodes in. It's a dope series. But, here we go again with the damn dark fight scenes. Dark fight scenes. Dark shootouts. Darkness. Darkness. I don't know what's happening. This is ridiculous. So, during one of these dark-ass fight scenes the other night, I decided, well, I can't see shit. Let me uh, log on to Twitter. Haven't been on Twitter in a while. And it turns out that I saw um, a bunch of messages from quite a few people asking about the podcast and I was kind of surprised because I mean I know that people listen because I get the uh, statistics and all that but I didn't know that people gave a damn that it hadn't been around for a while but there were quite a few people who were asking about it and so I was um, you know I'm I was happy about that that people even cared uh, enough to ask, and I figured, like, you know what, I need to dust off this microphone and get back to it. But here's the thing I apologize to the people because they've been sending messages for months, and I haven't checked into Twitter since God, I probably shortly after the last podcast, where again we were talking about uh, Jay Z's album. So 
here's my beef with Twitter. Twitter's overwhelming. It's just too much. It's too damn much. It, it, it's ridiculous. I, I hate it. I really do. Because it's just full of every stray random thought that pops into everybody's head. Granted, some people have some things that are a little more witty to say or, and, you know, I guess they're worth following. But in general, I don't need to, to read and see and be bombarded by everyone's stream of consciousness digitally. I just don't need It's too much. It's too much. There's just trash clogging up the feed. And to sort through the trash to find the gems is not something that I'm inclined to do. Now, East Coast Dre told me, sounds like you need to clean up your, uh, your, your following, followers, your tweeters, Twitter. I don't, see, here we go. I, like, I don't even care enough to learn the lingo. The people that I'm following, he said I need to clean up that list and then there wouldn't be so much trash, which maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong, but, uh, you know. Now I've got to curate a, a, a damn list of people who aren't going to be spouting off nonsense and mindless drivel. So, that's really my beat. And then, now, on top of this, I had no idea this had occurred because, again, I'm not on Twitter like that. But, and I guess most of you probably already know this, but at some point, Twitter increased like doubled the character count so it used to be like 140 characters now you can just babble on i'm not even sure what the final count is it seems like they doubled it um i may be wrong but whatever it is it's more it's significantly more and that just means more trash (laughs) just avalanches of digital garbage and people's nonsense i don't it's not that i don't care i just don't like it it's too much too much. I don't know how you Twitter heads do it, but it ain't for me. Nevertheless, I understand that's where a lot of people are, so I'm going to maintain a presence, and my new um, goal is to check on a couple of times a week. I think three. Three is probably my max, so who knows, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, I don't know, something like that, but I'll check in more, so if you've sent me a message and I didn't respond, um, don't, don't take it personally, or maybe, I I don't know, I didn't, I didn't purposely ignore you, I just haven't been on Twitter, but I'm gonna get back on there, blah, 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 now, Instagram, I like, because Instagram isn't about just spouting off. I mean, yeah, you can spout off, but at least you have to have a picture. You have to put some thought into some kind of picture that you put up there. And I much prefer that because there's artists and uh, musicians and uh, just people with a good eye for design or other things that I'm interested in. And they put thought into what they're doing versus Twitter, you know, and uh, yeah, 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 I know, they're probably, you know, I'm not following the right people on Twitter, and they put out very elegant posts, and blah, maybe they do, maybe they don't, Instagram's the place to be, and uh, if you want to catch me on Instagram, 
then usually the best thing to do is follow the Liberator. Um, you can also follow my man DJ Bullix, who did the um, the Fife tribute mix that we played last year, um, which is also available at theliberator.com. And, you know, a lot of my designs and uh, photographs, I just push them to DJ Bullix, my main man, and he'll post them up, and uh, that's a good way, a good way to, uh, to reach me. Um, what else, what else? Yeah, Instagram's cool, but here we are, here we are, here we are. Oh, by the way, my man DJ Bullock does a thing on Thursday where he posts up pictures of, well, they're not all classics, old hip-hop cassettes, and I guess that's an oxymoron because hip-hop cassette, duh, is old, but he's got a vast collection, and he's thrown up a lot of... Uh, a lot of joints that I'd forgotten about. Some some Digital Underground, some De La Soul. Apparently he's going in alphabetical order. So uh, I think the last thing I saw was the uh, second Jesse Jeff and Fresh Prince album. Uh, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. Because of course, as uh, hip-hop heads know, their first album was Rock the House. But... Uh, Girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble. So next time a girl gives you some play, just remember my rhymes. Take heed to my rhyme. Get the hell away. But I will be referring back to those. I think he calls it uh, Throwback Thursday Tapes. And I will be referring back to that later on in the episode. So let me bookmark that so I remember to get back to it. But on the hip-hop front, it's interesting because hip-hop is such a... Right now, in the moment kind of music. What's the hot... It's it's in the moment and it's always looking forward. What's the next style? Uh, what's the next region? Who's the next hot MC? Things like that. And... I mention this all the time, is that we're so busy arguing about whatever is happening right now and looking for the next new thing that we often disregard the history of the music and the culture. And that's to our detriment because hip-hop history is... it's black history, it's American history, it's uh, helps us reconcile ideas around socioeconomics and politics and access but there are so many times when we kind of forget about things and just move on to what's next and what's new and at the end of last year, I heard 
something that for the second time in my hip-hop listening history, which goes back to sort of mid-80s, for the second time I heard something that just astounded me. And it was the most, it was one of, just, it was so remarkable as a, uh, a piece of hip hop that it just made me look at, uh, an MC and just realize this may have been one of the greatest hip hop things I'd ever heard. And I'm going to go, like, obviously we have great MCs. We have people who can rock the mic and drop classic verses. But every once in a while, and in my hip-hop listening history, to the best of my knowledge, it's happened twice when I've heard something that has made me just say, this person is operating on an entirely different level than everyone else. I mean, I don't know what everyone else is doing, but what this person is doing is light years beyond that. Just from the standpoint of technique and skill and presentation. And I'm going to go in reverse order, I think, with this because I want to be accurate. Let me double check something. I just want to check a date here. Um, let's see. So, this first joint that I'm going to play is from 2013. And it is uh, the Eminem song, Rap God. And I remember when I heard it, that I was just blown away. And I'll explain some of the reasons why after I play it. Um, but it's cool because this came out in 2013. So now we here, we're here five years later. And my feelings about it haven't changed. I still believe that it is one of the most spectacular pieces of hip-hop performance that I've ever heard. And so I'm going to play it and then, uh, you know, have a little something to say. And uh, but let me do that right here. Fade this right on out. And get into a little bit of Rap God. Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Something's wrong. I can feel it. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You're just what the doc I'm beginning to feel like a rap god. Rap god. All my people from the front to the back. Not back. Not. Now who thinks that arms are long enough to slap? They said I rap like a robot, so call me rap But for me to rap like a computer must be in my jeans I got a laptop in my back pocket My pinnacle walk when I hack 
pocket Got a fat knock from that rap profit Made a living and a killing off it Ever since Bill Clinton was still in office With Monica Lewinsky filling on his nutsack I'm an MC still as honest But as rude and as indecent as all hell Syllables, killaholic, kill them all This liberty, gibbity, hibbity, hip-hop You don't really wanna get into a pissing match With this rapity rat pack and a mac in the back of the yak Backpack, rap, rap, yap, 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 the exact same time I attempt these lyrical acrobat stunts While I'm practicing that I'll still be able to break a motherfucking table Over the back of a couple of faggots And crack it in half Only realized it was ironic I was under aftermath after the fact How could I not blow? All I do is drop F-bombs Feel my wrath of attack Rappers are having a rough time period Here's a maxi pad It's actually disastrously bad For the whack While the masterfully constructing This masterpiece This is I'm beginning to feel like a rap god Rap god All my people from the front to the back Nah, back nah Now who thinks that arms are long enough to slap box Slap box Let me show you maintaining this shit ain't that hard That hard Everybody want the key and the secret to rap immortality like I have got Will there be true for the blueprints? Simply rage and youthful exuberance Everybody loves the root for a nuisance Hit the earth like an asteroid Need nothing but shoot for the moon since Pew. MCs get taken to school with this music Cause I use it as a vehicle to bust the rhyme Yeah, I lead a new school for the students Me, I'm a product of Rakim Lakim, Shabazz, Dupakin W-A-Q-K dot ring Yellow easy, thank you They got slim Inspired enough to one day Grow up, blow up And be in a position To meet Run DMC And induct them Into the motherfucking Rakim Roll Hall of Fame Even though I walk in the church And burst in a ball of flames Only Hall of Fame I'll be inducted in Is the alcohol of fame On the wall of shame You fags think it's all a game Till I walk a flock of flames off for planking, tell me what in the fuck are you thinking? Little gay looking boy, so gay I can barely say it with a straight face looking boy. You witnessing a massacre like you're watching a church gathering take place looking boy. Boy, they that boy's gay, that's all they say looking boy. You get a thumbs up, pat on the back, and a way to go from your label every day looking boy. Hey looking boy, what you say looking boy? I get a hell yeah from Trey looking boy. I'ma work for everything I have, never ask nobody for shit, get out my face looking boy. Basically boy, you're never gonna be capable of keeping up with the same pace looking boy. Cause I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god. All my people from the front to the back, nod, back, nod. The way I'm racing around the track, call me NASCAR, NASCAR. Failing heart of the trailer park, the white trash god. Kneel before generals are this plan is Krypton. No Asgard, Asgard. So you be Thorin, I'll be Odin. You rodin', I'm omnipotent. Let off, then I'm reloading. Immediately with these bombs I'm toting. And I should not be woken. I'm the walking dead, but I'm just a talking head, a zombie floating. But I got your mom deep throatin'. I'm out my ramen noodle. We have nothing in common, poodle. I'm a doberman. Pinch yourself in the arm and pay homage, pupil. It's me. My honesty's brutal, but it's honestly futile If I don't utilize what I do, though, for good at least once in a while So I wanna make sure somewhere in the chicken scratch I scribble and doodle enough rhymes to Maybe try to help get some people through tough times But I gotta keep a few punchlines just in case Cause even you unsigned rappers are hungry looking at me like it's lunchtime I know there was a time where once I was king of the underground But I still rap like I'm on my pharaoh munch grind So I crunch rhymes, but sometimes when you combine Appeal with the skin color of mine You get too big and here it comes trying to Censor you like that one line I said on a bad from the Mathers LP1 when I tried to sell Take seven kids from Columbine Put them all in a line at an AK-47 A revolver and a nine See if I get away with it now that I ain't as big as I was But I'm morphing into an immortal Coming through the portal You're stuck in a time warp from 2004 though. And I don't know what the fuck that you rhyme for You're pointless as Rapunzel with fucking cornrows You write normal for being normal And I just bought a new ray gun from the future Just to come and shoot ya Like when Fabulous made Ray J mad His fab said he looked like a faggot And they were just passing into a man while he played piano Man oh man that was a 24-7 special on the cable channel So Ray J went straight to the radio station the very next day Hey Fab, I'ma kill you Lyrics 
coming at you with supersonic speed. Yeah, um, <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while, and just the the pace at which he's rhyming, which he alters, he goes sort of a normal rhyming pace, speeds it up, speeds it up to just ridiculously, insanely quick. But even when he's doing that, he's still throwing in the little double entendre, the punchlines, the the lyrics, stringing words together, not just to make them rhyme, but in in a way that makes complete and total sense. And just the the volume, the the technical skill to spit out all those words with that precise breath control to still drop so many lines that uh, if average MC came up with they should they'd probably be pretty happy with it but when he said I'm out of my ramen noodle. We have nothing in common, poodle. I'm a Doberman. Pinch yourself in the arm and pay homage, pupil. I mean, he's just <laughs> just throwing things out and just that continuous flow just beating you over the head with clever rhymes over and over again throughout the entire song. But the fact that he's changing styles, that he can make it seem so effortless is amazing to me and I like I said I've been listening to hip-hop from the mid 80s mid to late 80s and not just this song but this song was the one that really for me sort of closed the case that 
the arguments against Eminem as one of the top two, three, I, I refuse to go below three with this guy. Is one of the top three MCs of all time. I don't see how, other than if people are just using their their personal feelings, from a technical standpoint, he's as good as anyone who's ever come along. The story rhymes, the the battle rhymes, the wit that he puts into. His song is just, he's operating on a different level. Other people are rapping, he's rapping, but he's rapping on a different level. And one of the things that really was the moment for me is when he went back to the JJ fad, Hama Lama Sima Lama, and actually put words in there and rhymed. He, he just kicked the speed up. And what I'm going to do, let me cue up the, uh, the JJ fad just to, just to remind people about these terrible trash lyrics we lived with, uh, from back in the day. So here's Supersonic. Here's what they said. That's it. That's it. I mean, when they're doing it, even at the beginning, when they're actually trying to uh, rhyme at that pace and that speed, you hear the words kind of slurring together. It's not crisp. It's And even if the words weren't slurring together and it was crisp, they're not saying anything. Let's try it again. Let's... You ran out of words. Awful. Horrible. Now, Eminem takes that and flips it. So let's check out what he does with it. 
the very next day. Hey, Fab, I'ma kill you. Lyrics coming at you with supersonic speed. JJ Fab. Ah, I'm a do I'm a you assuming I'm a human. What I gotta do to get it through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, and I made a rubber. So that anything you say is sticking, shaking off of me and it'll glue to you and devastating more than ever. Demonstrating how to give a motherfucking audience a feeling like it's levitating, never fading. And I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can say I fell off. They'll be celebrating 'cause I know the way to get them motivated. I make elevating music. You make elevator music. Oh, he's too mainstream. Well, that's what they do when they get down. Okay. Again. That's just, it's insane that he's able to rhyme at that pace with that level of precision and that level of lyrical dexterity. So, yeah, when I heard that a few years ago, that just closed the case for me. I mean, I've heard great hip-hop songs and I'm not making the argument that that is the greatest hip-hop song that I've ever heard but in terms of a pure display of lyrical ability like you're rhyming without choruses consistently You're putting together words and phrases that make sense, that are clever, which is the big thing with me. Rap about whatever you want, but make it clever. Do it in a clever way. The breath control. The clarity. The precision. Changing speeds. Yeah, I, I, hands down, I'm sure everybody, because it's hip-hop, so everybody has an opinion, um, but again, just based on technique and what's being demonstrated consistently throughout the, that song, for me, it just, it blew my mind, and I was just thinking, yeah, this guy is this is just one of the most amazing hip-hop things I've heard. And so that stayed in the top position until late last year when out of nowhere Black Thought <laughs> freestyled on Funkmaster Flex's show and much like Black Panther, anybody who's into hip-hop is well aware of this freestyle and has heard it. Um, and when it came out, it just... <laughs> it blew everybody away because no one was expecting it. Um, we've kind of gone into this malaise where old hip-hop MCs... They still exist, but we don't pay attention to them. And it's not so much that Black Thought's old... It's just that he's moved on in his career, or so we thought, too. He's part of the house band on uh, tonight's show, and, you know, he's doing his thing. But <laughs> he still has it. And I, there was no reason to think he didn't still have it, but we hadn't seen it on display like this. Maybe not ever. 
I mean, there were hints. You're not going to talk to any real hip-hop head who's going to say, Wow, I didn't know Black Thought was that dope. Everybody knew this. It's not a secret. But his performance in that freestyle session was so far beyond anything that I've ever heard in terms of a freestyle that it it blew me away and like there is no way on earth that I can take Black Thought his skills his ability for granted ever again because this is just amazing and I think that from here on out when someone wants to give an example of high level next level hip hop freestyling this is it I've heard a lot of rappers kick a lot of freestyles some good some bad some great but this is entirely different and at first I, I didn't believe that this was a freestyle I just couldn't because I couldn't wrap my mind around how it could possibly be a freestyle because we've never heard anything that maintain this level of lyrical quality for this amount of time in a freestyle it's unheard of and one time years ago at one of the Rock the Bell shows um, Supernatural who's a uh, you know everybody knows Supernatural from back in the Supernatural Craig G few days and if you don't know about that just google it and entertain yourself with that that hip hop battle but so I was at the Rock the Bell show and I was they had a, I guess you could you could buy a, like a VIP ticket. And the VIP ticket would allow you access to this big banquet hall that had monitors so you could see what was going on as far on some of the stages. But the most important thing is the VIP room had air conditioning. And Rock the Bells for the last few years that it uh, went on, it happened when it was in LA. It was actually in San Bernardino, which is about 60 miles east of LA. And in the summer, San Bernardino temperatures stay in the high 90s, uh, low hundreds. Okay. The place where Rock the Bells was being held is a place called the National Orange Show, which back in the day used to have this fair um, there on the grounds. But now it's pretty much just acres of blacktop and a few of these big hangers big metal hangers that uh, house different events and uh, whatever but the Rock the Bell's main stage was outside so if you were standing out there midday it's smoking hot so you really want to get the VIP ticket and then that way you can dip into the banquet hall get some AC and that's what I was doing. While I was in there, Supernatural was trying to break the Guinness Book uh, of Records. Um, 
Guinness Book of World Records, Guinness World Book of Records, Guinness Book of World Records, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. He was trying to break the record for longest freestyle, continuous freestyle. And so all day, for hours on end, he was in there freestyling. And people would come in and walk up and he'd do the, you know, the gimmick where you, you've got a blue shirt and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to rhyme another word with blue. And I got the flu and I'm so cool and whatever. And he has a particular style and pattern to his freestyle. Um, He's very talented. And as I went in and out of that banquet hall um, throughout the day, he was still in there rhyming. And I think there were some little caveats where he was allowed to take like a two minute break to to pee or get a drink or something like that. The, The amount of time he was able to take breaks was relatively short. But for hours on end, he freestyled, freestyling. Boom, 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 boom. That was pretty amazing. It was definitely a demonstration of stamina. And I suppose had I been pressed, that would have been probably the most... Saying it's amazing is a stretch, but it was probably the most uh, memorable, most notable freestyle performance that I can recall other than that it's just a lot of MCs on shows dropping verses and yeah I mean if I want to go back to the um, hieroglyphics hobo junction battles on the wake up show those were incredible Saphir came with it the hieroglyphics crew came with it I've heard Domino and not ghetto jam Domino hieroglyphics Domino um you know, or wait, wait, not not Domino. Where am I thinking? There is a somebody affiliated with Hieroglyphics named Domino, but I'm thinking of Casual. Casual is the one I consider the uh, top freestyling member of Hieroglyphics crew. But anyway, yeah, that, that battle was impressive. Um, some of the Biggie Smalls freestyles back when he was young. Um... Those are impressive, but I can take all those, put them together. I can even take some of the freestyles I heard people spit on Rap City in the basement. Incredible, incredible freestyles, great examples of uh, that aspect of MCing. But what Black Thought did for those 10 minutes continuously 10 minutes on funk flex was just something so extraordinary that it blew everything else away it changed when you say you dropped a dope freestyle okay maybe you did did you drop the greatest freestyle anyone's ever heard no because black thought did that and he raised the bar so far beyond (laughs) wherever it was that it's going to be hard for anyone to top that and the fact it still blows my mind that it's a freestyle but when you go back and listen to his other freestyles when you go back and listen to his uh, just regular verses there really is no reason not to believe him 
And even, let's say, let's say for example, it was not a freestyle. Maybe he, it, there's video, he's clearly not reading. He did it all in one take. So then you have to go back and say, and this is just for sake of argument, if we're going to take the position that it's not an actual freestyle. Now you have to go back and say, well, wait, he rhymed continuously for 10 minutes with this level of lyrical quality. I mean, the breath control alone that it takes to do what he did is is unbelievable. I, I <laughs> it's just amazing. And you're watching the video. And I mean, maybe eight minutes in, he kicks it up. He gets even more ferocious on the mic. And like Eminem, he has the battle raps, the political raps, he's got stories, he's got just just braggadocio, like, I'm the man, just incredible. The references he makes to different individuals in pop culture and historical uh, events, it's just a remarkable piece of art. And I'm definitely going to play it, even though I know everyone's heard it, because you really can't hear this enough. Because this is one of those things in hip-hop where you need to have heard it. This is part of the canon now. So when when hip-hop classes and courses are talking about the art of freestyling, this has to be played because this is where the bar is and you don't have to be so skilled that you surpass the bar but you need to know where the bar is so that you have something to shoot for as an MC and I know in this day and age there are very there are fewer and fewer MCs who are even trying to shoot for this bar but there are MCs out there who are still interested in freestyling. There are kids coming up who are just learning about hip-hop. I watch the... They have reaction videos. That's a big thing on YouTube. People just reacting to shit. And I watch some reaction videos of people reacting to Black Thought. And... There were some young kids who weren't familiar with him and were kind of blown away. They're, you know, real hip-hop heads. And so it's good to know that it's appreciated. So... I am going to play Black Thoughts Funk Master Flex Freestyle and just lay back and luxuriate in the brilliance that uh, Black Thought is bringing to bear. So, check this out. Oh, this is spectacular. Funk Flex, I'm here. I mean, listen, I like to answer people's demands. I like to come through with what they ask me for. All right? Black Thought is here. Yes. Yes, sir. And we're going to, you know what we do in this position. Ciroc Studios, we here. Let's go, Earns. Let's do it. Uh. 
I'm sorry for your loss There's somebody dead in the car And it's probably one of yours The writing all across the window in the walls Whether it was true or false We shouldn't have got involved Remember, we walked past the teacher Take the chalk and laugh We wrote punishments I will not talk in class Now it's pistols punishing people for talking fast And all these innocent bystanders is hauling ass I hate to say I told y'all But I told y'all things fall apart When the center too weak to hold y'all I'm just collecting what you owe to my old John You about to get swooped down on and stole on Fools swear they wise Wise men know they foolish But we was headed for the web even before computers I never thought you'd give me a reason to do this Cain and Abel, Jesus and Judas Caesar and Brutus, I see intruders, avert your eyes I told you keep out of the hood, circumcised How could you sleep? I thought you always was the first to ride Hey yo, you heard the line, everybody plays the fool Well I be that exception to the rule The principal to hand deliver lessons to the school I was making major moves, my dollar deja vu My mission when my ambition was brandishing a tool to be an icon Wearing slippers made of python Getting mine quicker cause I'm slick as a pipeline Transporting the oil Tribulation and toil hit the operation But I'm back in the soil Got my crown tilted, my gown quilted Silk with cashmere Burn the room down in a minute Built it last year Newsflash, I dodged a bullet that killed the cashier My homie told me to come with him to the mass shit Them brothers said don't go from written bars filled with rage To primetime television and your gilded cage Then forget us people in the world still enslaved I barbed wire my wrist and let it fill the page Gunfire and flare, sirens glare I'm in an iron chair with people who care Don't get the lion's share When I don't give a fuck, then I ain't fair I'm on a higher tier with people getting money Like the financier Catch the Herald, I'm fresh chop And bevel rap on a doctorate level So F. Scott Fitzgerald Maybe I'm the new rock him Maybe I'm Fat Pharaoh Undergarments of armor Be my intimate apparel Pre-Kardashian Kanye My rhyme play immaculate Same cadence as D.O.C. Pre-accident, maybe my acumen's on par With Kooji rapping them Give me the proper respect Motherfucker, we back again for a couple things we lost in the fire The drive, the desire to perform on a higher plateau I'm at that show lost in the mire Wondering how we got so far from inspired Look, when photos with sepia tone And record players was something you would keep in your home Yo, the traveler, the meaning of Tariki was known For the exemplary performance, uniquely his own I made the 21 pound for some a newfound religion When money's put down, it's only one sound that make OGs and young lions equally proud to listen The secret amalgamism, an algorithm Coming from where only kings and crowns permitted the darkness Where archaeologists found my image and parchment Rolled into a scroll holding a message for you It said the only thing for sure was taxes, death, and trouble The anomaly sworn solemnly high snobbity Freakonomics and war policy dichotomy That's heaven in Hades Tigris and Euphrates, his highness The apple of the iris to you ladies As babies, we went from Similac and Infamil To the internet and fentanyl With all consent was still against the will I got that detox for y'all The microphone doctor, Black Deepak Chappelle I'm a griot that make you want to peacock your arms Every heavy dignitary pay your meat top Regards, boy, I'm three octaves far from the B-knock Your law so that smart money finna get the heat out The car, yo, I'm K-Dot, Lamar meets Tupac, your car got profiled by a few cops Too hot to charge, listen Somebody said a price tag was on a rapper's head So we gon' see a nice bag when a rapper dead The mask black, the flag green, black, and red They probably wave a white flag after plasma shed No doubt, yo, the game went their own route I can't explain what these lame kids is talking about or how they fit their whole foot into their own mouth. I put a couple bodies in a brown bag, then I'm on route. I'm sneaking shopping with my son in size eight prior to their release. Cause why wait? Look, in my state, I got electrified gates for these blase guys hating at a high rate. Cause I dodged fake, then got great to fly straight. If we ain't family or friends, then we don't vibrate. And I'm that gun in y'all face. None of y'all safe if I catch you at the right time in the wrong place. Slipping, sipping on something with a strong taste like whiskey or bootleg bourbon with 
with a corn base. My Levante resemble a vehicular threat. The mic I spray resembling a sickle of death. It ain't strenuous to come from a continuous breath. I set fire to the venue. I'ma spin you in step. Rinse, repeat. You checking for the sound of the beast. I'm the hound. I'm a creep. I get down. I'ma eat. I'ma keep something to lay a naysayer to sleep. Playing with heat. Nobody and nothing fucking with reek. Yo, these weaklings is claiming they cutting up in the street. Nigga, peace. You ain't working with nothing but the police. Listen, you ain't finna be nothing but the deceased. Listen, you in a tournament with a permanent crease. I strike fear in the hearts of rap figures Who mind bear the stigmas of time, no black privilege From boom black niggas to trap niggas You in a trap with us when the lines is ass Vivid as the walls on a grab Autograph by the Lord of Wrath I reside between the seconds on a chronograph How much more CB4 can we afford? It's like a Sharia law on my Sharia more How much hypocrisy can people possibly adore? But ain't nobody working on a cure? My young boy, y'all just regular I'm an apex predator, brim stay fresh Feathered up, etc. nevertheless I got a messenger left, one dead messenger, yep My pen is Henry Kissinger, Buzz Bissinger, look My capo regime, Mr. Noradine And my oldest son, I made Celine out of New Orleans Took a golf cart to the Baccarat from the Waldorf What was on the walls, that depend on what you call art I'ma say 300k ain't even in a ballpark I charge more just for an awkward small talk So yes, who's fucking with it if it's not the best I get the lobby painted fresh upon my request It's Kafka-esque, his holiness, stop the press That cobalt blue, reminiscing of my Lord, we got Padmalak Shmeed for you Let him massage your back with black seed oil The foundation is firm, the flags need soil Me, I need royalty because I bleed royal Go through the veins to the brain, fabulous and strange My journalistic range is a catalyst for change It got anybody to listen, piss and flames And cause the Hall of Fame got so many missing names I'll acknowledge the original peoples, not Oliver Y'all go get the next challenger for Excalibur I'm more police for my core beliefs They tried to capture me and brand me on the cheek with the floor the least, the side of my heart will be more discreet. I'm international, my passport, pages like war and peace. I've always played my part from the start. Back in Philly where the triggers is mandatory to spark. With the slightest inflammatory remark, I have you in a living a category apart. Listen, a grain of salt will tip the scales, it never fails. Walk on eggshells, sleep on a bed of nails. Criminal records like record sales, making heads and tails. We like Henrietta Act up in the cells. My mother was a working class, very loving woman who struggled every dinner, could have been the last summer. I come home chasing good for nothing, half cousins, and then walk in the crib to the smell of crack cooking. She was introduced to that substance abuse on some of the strongest drugs that the government produced. Look, I even got excused by the principal My story is out of the dub-dub interview I seen some ice-cold summers, hot winters too I never thought I went Grammy Awards with the roots I never thought I would be getting long in the tooth My OG told me, boy, you better go and live your truth I am a walking affirmation That imagination and focus and patience get you closer to your aspiration And just cause they give you shit don't mean you have to take it My words capture greatness, sworn affidavits Yours truly, the celestial being you stay Seeing pulling up in the fresh European Hot stepping out of it, dressed to a T and not another got more soul, less you Korean. I've been having visions and that turn holding his master's head like Yurik and Horatio and Hamlet. Smacking it like a tennis racket, underhanded. Send a message through the gram, the eagle has landed. Dressed in a military jacket, made a canvas. I am no gorilla, I just make him go bananas. Outstanding, red, black, and green bandanas. Cock hammers, hairs on my chin is outstanding. Can't manage the way to water, just eyeballing. Look, I've fallen from the sky to see my car. 
calling. I'm not crawling. I'm a free man like Morgan. Seeing manhood in the hood's a damn good bargain. If a black man don't tap dance and every girl I got a fat booty don't lap dance, well, I guess there's something wrong, huh? Niggas completely uninformed. I don't burn bridges, yo. I keep the haters running for them. I ain't one of y'all peers. I'm the sum of all fears. Somebody stronger than me. Who that? I'm all ears like Obama. I wish he had another four years. Y'all some jolly good Hollywood squares I'm like, ahem, approach the author with your offspring I spoil rappers rotting like my only offspring Being his excellency gets to be exhausting You in the residency, you're the one they call King Dada, Alibaba, the talent to Mr. Trotter Inside of my right palm, the mark of the stick Mata, big popper, wig chopper Emperor Jaffe, Jaffa, motherfucker I'm stronger than the coffee out in copper All y'all make is vagina hot, remind me of Icona Pop I step in the booth, I'm a bull inside a china shop Molly whopping, watch another cotton pick and body drop Every time we rock, yo, they actin' like it's Mardi Gras Till the party stop, skirt off like she that Ferrari job So inside you pumpin' that earth, wind, and fire body yacht Cool upon a dock, a la marina, hard body yacht You seen another rapper cleaner, mommy? Probably not How I feel to be the best that did it, I admit it I'm visiting from planet, bring these niggas death for minutes And y'all know I'm exquisite, wicked as Wilson Pickett The sickness I exhibit, I'm too legit to quit it I don't fake it till I make it, I take it to the limit and break it Never timid, what I'm about, I represent it Infinite just like Chase is, been a million places Conversation is how beautiful my face is People hate it on how sophisticated my taste is Then I pulled up on these motherfuckers in a spaceship Panthermine, I made an element you can't combine I'm at a level of intelligence you can't define Einstein, Shakespeare, Voltaire, Tesla Recording artist slash psychology professor I preach for the East, never fold under pressure The beats from the East and I glide like Clyde Drexler Hey yo, my new name is 85Xs Cause I'm the rap game certified specialist When I was reckless I was worried about the guest I'm helping rappers everywhere fulfill a death wish. Yo, flex. I'm glad we made contact. My nigga also know this shit for combat. Brain matter contain too much data. I tell a story like fingerprints and blood splatter. You see what it is? Black door funk flex. One motherfucking take. For your fucking cornball niggas coming up here doing 50 takes? You just saw what it's supposed to be. Ciroc Studios. You mad? Fuck yourself. Stop the bombs! <laughs> Yeah, um, that's amazing, absolutely amazing, the things he was saying in a freestyle, I mean you have to have, even if as an MC you have a couple of uh, lines just in your back pocket just in case. We're talking about 10 minutes. Really 11. Well, close. Yeah, 10 and a half minutes. And he didn't stop. It just went on and on and on. Like, I don't recall another freestyle where people have decided we need to break down the lyrics. I believe East Coast Dre said he went to a Roots show or some hip-hop show and the Roots were there, Black, Black Talk was there, and I think he performed this. Like now I think people are going to be expecting to hear this. I mean, it's incredible that, like I've heard MCs, 
you know, everybody's heard it. The freestyle battles that start off, they spit their heat in, in the first go-round. Then they take a break. Then the DJ cues up a new song. Then they spit some more heat, verse 2. Now, really, dope MCs might have a third hot verse to spit. And then you start to see the quality start to slip. The the words they're rhyming eh, aren't as clever. And, you know, they bow out and give their pounds and get their respect from the host. And that's typically how it goes. Until that's not how it goes. And Black Thought said, nah, <laughs> that's not how it goes. And he was real cool and casual when asked about it. Like, eh, you know, it's just some, some things I had on my mind. Things you had on your mind? I've been having visions of Nat Turner holding his master's head like York and Horatio and Hamlet, smacking it like a tennis racket underhanded, sending a message through the gram the eagle has landed. Dressed in a military jacket made of canvas. I'm no gorilla, I just make them go bananas. <laughs> I mean, this is amazing to me. I remember that uh, when we were discussing 444, Professor Belk was referring to how impressed he was by the fact that Jay-Z was making references to uh, different things may have even been some Shakespeare in there and that was something he took time sat down and wrote this is coming off the dome deep into a 10 minute freestyle session and I'm not even going to call it a set this is just a verse because session implies breaks, changing of beats, starting again, stopping, changing the beat, starting, stopping. This, I haven't heard anything like this. I mean, bring up who you want. Craig G, Supernatural, Chino XL, whomever, Biggie, whoever you want to put out there. Whatever link you want to send me via Twitter or wherever. I've heard nothing like this. This is, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. And I'll tell you, just like with the Eminem um, freestyle, there was a point when he got to that JJ fad part. That was when what really blew me away. On the Black Thought freestyle, I mean, I was amazed and I was just stunned by the magnificence of what I was hearing but when he gets to the 840 mark and just kicks it up to another level I mean he's already been rhyming for 8 minutes and 40 seconds and then we get this and I'm, let me play it just to hear it again let me play a little bit of this right here this is spectacular
Paul, King Dada, Alibaba, the talent to Mr. Trotter inside of my right palm, the mark of the stick, Mata, Big Papa, Wig Chopper, Emperor Joffy Joffa, motherfucker, I'm stronger than the coffee out in copper, all y'all make his vagina hot, remind me of Akata Pop, I step in the booth, I'm a bull inside a china shop, Molly Whopper, watch another cotton pick and body drop, every time we rock, yo, they acting like it's Marty Drop, till the party stop, skirt off like she that Ferrari job, so side you pumping that earth, wind and fire body yacht, cool upon a dock, a la marina, hard body yacht, you seen another rapper clean up Mommy, probably not How I feel to be the best that did it I admit it I'm visiting from planet Bring these niggas down for minutes And y'all know I'm exquisite Wicked as Wilson Pickett The sickness I exhibit I'm too legit to quit it I don't fake it till I make it I take it to the limit and break it Never timid What I'm about I represent it Infinite just like chases Been a million places Conversation is how beautiful my face is People hate it on how sophisticated my taste is Then I pulled up on these motherfuckers In a spaceship Okay, okay <laughs> I'm prepared to listen to the entire rest of that again, but uh, my point, I think, was was made is that he just heated up. It's it reminded me of a boxing match where the end of a round is coming up, the end of the eleventh round, and one of the boxers just says, "I'm gonna take this right now," and just ends the round with a flurry of punches. Because he was rhyming at a particular pace and then just kicked it up. And again, all the rhymes made sense. <laughs> I mean, when he says in the midst of that, uh, every time we rock yo, they acting like it's Mardi Gras, till the party stops, skirt off in that Ferrari drop. Soul cycle pumping that earth, wind, and fire body ya. <laughs> body ya, body ya, body ya, de ya, de ya. Skirt off like she in that Ferrari drop. Soul cycle pumping that earth, wind, and fire body ya. <laughs> it's incredible. This is amazing. Amazing. Be happy we have hip-hop. Be happy we have art like this. Appreciate it. Because that's a level of talent that doesn't just come around every day. A lot of people played saxophone, but there was only one Charlie Parker. A lot of people played trumpet, there's only one Miles Davis. So you got to appreciate, appreciate the artistry and recognize, recognize when you hear it. So that, that all happened last year. Well, that, that freestyle happened in the last year. And, you know, with a lot of things in hip hop, because we're so caught up in what's happening in the moment, you know, I want to make sure after some time passes that, uh, you know, I still feel the same way. I'm definitely going to find out if, um, well, I'm not even going to drop it now because I want to want to catch it. I want the discussion to be fresh when I do eventually bring it up. So I'm going to bypass what I was about to say and just say that even after time has passed, that rap God, I'm still as impressed by that as... I was when I initially heard it. 
And the same is true for this Black Thought freestyle. Just incredible and amazing. So, now, that did drop at the end of last year. And the end of last year in terms of hip-hop, it wasn't, uh, it was kind of rough. And for a couple of reasons. So the first reason is that uh, I have Sirius Satellite Radio and there's an old school hip-hop channel on their backspin. I guess it's going to be rebranded into the LL Cool J uh, Rock the Bells channel or something. But at least until now, it's been the backspin. So they play a lot of old school hip hop or well, all old school hip hop and they had a show on there um, hosted by Combat Jack and if you're unaware then I'm about to tell you but a lot of people know him from his podcasts and his uh, hip hop journalism and his presence in the culture and the interviews that he would conduct that they would play on Backspin um, were deep, in-depth hip-hop interviews with a lot of legends. And he would treat the... MCs or the producers or the DJs he was talking to with proper respect for their artistic contributions to the culture and that is a rare thing um, and we need more of that we're starting to see it there are quite a few um, documentaries that I've come come across uh, lately on Netflix and online where middle-aged people who grew up on hip-hop are starting to recognize that the culture and the history needs to be documented. East Coast Dre is very good for that. He has been uh, a part of a group of people who have taken great steps to document the culture in video form documentaries, interviews, and things like that. But Combat Jack was definitely someone who treated the culture with a level of respect that I greatly appreciated. And I bring this all up because he passed away at the age of 53 uh, in late December, December 20th and I just remember in uh, my son and I were driving and on backspin whenever a legend passes um, they they have uh, not a song but like an instrumental that they play it's very slow and somber and whenever you, whenever I hear it, or whenever you hear it, you know that someone has passed away, and now you're just waiting to hear 
who it is. And then they say, they give you a little rundown of the person's uh, life and career. But on the screen in the car, it will tell you who the person is that they're talking about. And Combat Jack, I just knew him uh, by his, you know, pseudonym, Combat Jack. And I didn't know his uh, actual name. And when it came up on the screen, I didn't really put two and two together. And then I think my son told me, hey, that's, you know, Combat Jack. That's, and I'm like, and it just kind of hit me because I always made a point to listen to his interviews whenever they were on. So I pulled a, uh, a little clip online that, uh, it's just, yeah, about two minutes, and he gives a rundown just on his life, his career, and I think that, uh, you know, it's important to pay respect to people who made contributions to the culture, even if their culture, or their contribution wasn't necessarily on the mic, but his contribution is arguably more important than a contribution made by an MC, because what he's doing is preserving a history, an oral tradition, and a music and a culture that very often bypasses and overlooks uh, our history, our legends, as we scramble to find the next new thing. So here is a little bit about Combat Jack. Hey guys, Frazier here for Complex with some sad news out of the hip-hop community today. Reggie Combat Jack Osei has died. He passed on Wednesday morning just a few months after revealing that he'd been diagnosed with colon cancer. Osei is best known for his role as the host of the Combat Jack Show, a pioneering hip-hop podcast. The show began in 2010 as an online radio show before eventually transitioning to a podcast. Jack built up a gang of co-hosts including Aaron A. King Howard, Premium Pete, Just Blaze, the internet's favorite low-head Dallas Penn, among others. After years of revamps and reinventions, the show boiled down to the format fans most remember. Osei using his lifetime of experience as a music business insider and as a hip-hop fan who had grown up right alongside the genre to get stories out of guests that they wouldn't share anywhere else. The Combat Jack Show was one of the first hip-hop podcasts and arguably the most successful. It spawned a number of related projects, a TV series right here on Complex.com, a satellite radio show, an entire podcast network and loudspeakers, and an investigative podcast series he hosted called Mogul, The Life and Death of Chris Lighty. But Reggie's history goes much further back than podcasting. He started his professional career as an entertainment lawyer, representing everyone from Dame Dash and Nori to R.A. the Rugged Man. Osei moved up quickly, starting his own firm with Ed Woods in 2001, who, as it turns out, also tragically died earlier this week. But by the mid-2000s, Osei burned out on lawyering and found his, quote, second childhood in his online alter ego, Combat Jack. He moved from the law to working for MTV. Then, shortly after publishing a book about hip-hop jewelry, Reggie decided that he wanted to share stories from his music biz days. So, to maintain anonymity, at least at first, he created the persona Combat Jack and began writing initially on a site run by notorious blogger Byron Crawford, and then on his own site, the now-defunct Daily Mathematics. After several years, Osei was offered an online radio show, and his journey as a broadcaster began, a journey that ran in the early years side-by-side -side with the job as managing editor at The Source. 
The Combat Jack show had nearly everyone in hip-hop as a guest in its run, from Jeezy, Common, Pete Rock, Chuck D, J. Cole, Jessica Rosenblum. Pioneers, business people, rap legends, and up-and-comers alike all paid a visit to Osei's studio, and his relaxed demeanor and insider's knowledge base drew out countless revelations. You can find most of the Combat Jack show archives for free on SoundCloud. Rest in peace, Jack. Your contributions to this culture will never be forgotten. For Complex, I'm Frazier. And there it is. So rest in peace, Combat Jack. And again, I'd say I forgot to reference a lot of his work, but uh, primarily, especially in the last few years, um, backstory was where where I listened to him. So definitely a sad day for the culture. But then, just a few days later. Um, Hip-hop lost, lost another one. DJ Pam, the Functress, who is um, most well-known as the DJ for The Coup, she passed away. And the note on that is that when I mentioned that uh, DJ Bullock's on Instagram with his throwback Thursday tapes he posted up a picture of the cassette of Kill My Landlord the Coup's first album and in the uh, caption on the photo it mentioned uh, Pam the Funkstress along with Boots and E-Rock but I believe that her uh, a link to her profile page was included in the caption so I clicked on it and went to her page and it was one of those things where you kind of look at it like oh yeah I wonder what she's up to and one of her the posts that I saw was saying that she was she was apologizing to some of her fans because she was going to be taking a break to take care of uh, you know some medical issues, and that was probably in November, sometime around that there, and then uh, lo and behold she she passed away and. Um, it's definitely a blow because even if you weren't a fan of the coup, it's probably not because you're not a fan of their music. It's probably because they're relatively obscure and uh, probably came to their greatest uh, mainstream infamy or notice because they had a an album cover that they had planned. Their their rhyming is extremely political and you know revolutionary. They're they're in league with Public Enemy, Paris uh, on that end of the uh, 
political hip-hop spectrum. And they had an album cover in which uh, Boots Riley, the uh, lead MC of the group, was holding a detonator and they were blowing up the World Trade Center. And this is before 9-11 that this was all put together. But obviously 9-11 happened and then those plans uh, for that had to be scrapped. And their idea was, um, pre-9-11, the idea was, uh, you know, striking a blow against capitalism. And, of course, the World Trade Centers were a symbol of, of that. So, yeah, they got a lot of mainstream scrutiny because of that, but uh, they'd had music out well before that incident, and the music was good, is good, and especially the first album, Kill My Landlord, that is uh, an album that I think is very much underrated, but has one of my favorite tracks all time, Dig It. And I do remember they made a video for it. I think they did. I, I just remember Boots and E-Rock being on a city bus rhyming. But but Pam was their DJ. And it turns out that, you know, she has won, uh, been in various uh, prominent hip-hop DJ battles back in the day. And was a mainstay in the Bay Area hip-hop scene and I don't think she gets the or got the same level of recognition and uh, praise as some of the other female DJs in particular Spinderella, Jazzy Joyce, etc. But she definitely has skills and you can go on YouTube and see her in her various battles with her main uh trick being using her breast to scratch the records that's her her famous body trick but uh much like combat jack i just wanted to find uh an interview that gave a better synopsis than me kind of going off the head and i found one from an interview she did uh and most of these you can find online if you search but hey I've done the work for you so this is only a few minutes long and it's an interview with Pam the Funkstress who in addition to DJing had moved into uh, catering and beyond that Prince handpicked her to be his DJ uh, for a coming tour Then, unfortunately, Prince died before that could all be realized. But um, it just goes to show you the level of her talent. Because, as has been well noted everywhere, you know, Prince is very particular uh, with regard to the musicians he works with, with regard to... uh, the music that he releases and the musicians he affiliates himself with so for him to select Pam as his DJ uh, is 
a huge honor. And it's just unfortunate that she never got to uh, realize that opportunity because he passed away. So I'm going to go ahead here and play a little bit of this interview. So here we go. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Built From Scratch. I'm Olivia, your guest host, and I'm here at Piccadilly Catering with the one and only Pam the Fungstress. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. So Pam, tell us a little bit about um, how you got into hip-hop. I really got into it um, when my best friend <clears throat> back in the day, um, her name was Donna, and they were a group called Imperial Sounds. And her boyfriend wanted to teach someone how to DJ. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want to learn, and I said, I will. So he <laughs> taught me how to DJ, Thanks. and my first record was Debbie Deb when I hear music. <laughs> so that was my first time scratching something, and since I was doing that, it's just been there for, in great sense. So now you've been around for a while. Mm -hmm. How long exactly have you been DJing for? <laughs> 20 years. Uh, okay. <laughs> no? uh, I've been DJing since 1988. Mm -hmm. I think when I really wanted to be a DJ is when I saw Salt Pepper. Uh, and Spinderella. And I was like, oh, I want to get a girl group and I want to be just like them. I yeah. want to be the girl DJ, you know. And get, you know, I wanted to stick with a female group. Right. Um, there was one group I was with called Female Funk. Mm -hmm. And they were from East Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. One was from San Jose and then myself. And we were like one of the hardest female yeah. groups in San Francisco. <laughs> we would record with RBL Posse. And totally wow. insane, IMP, you know, Cool Nut. I mean, I go way back like that. Yeah, 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 so nice. I've been around a long time. So, um, now what kind of groups are you working with now? Who are you collaborating with right now? Well, basically, I am with the crew. I got game like I read the directions. I'm wishing that I had an automobile as I feel the cold wind rush past. I went from like group to group to group, yeah. and I would just guest DJ for them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Boots, <clears throat> excuse me, from the crew had saw me, mm -hmm. and he was like, hey, you know, we're looking for a DJ, you know, to do some scratches for us. From there, we just basically, he just said, well, we'd like to go on tour with this. We're going to do a promo tour. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. He goes, we're going to go um, from, we flew to Houston, mm -hmm. and we drove from Houston all the way back to Houston. So we were gone. <laughs> we did 33 shows in 45 days. Wow, amazing. And that's why I met Redman, you know, Onyx, nice. The Boss, you know. So that's when I kind of got into it. So um, now, what kind of techniques as a DJ would you say sets you apart from other female DJs? <laughs> Being a female uh, DJ, uh -huh. I always thought I had to prove myself mm -hmm. to show a male DJ that a female could do this. Not only could I do this, but I had to do something extra. that was extra and that yeah. was different. So what made me come up with the trick is when we were going to New York mm -hmm. and they thought I would be good doing the Zulu battle. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, okay. Yeah. So before I went to New York, I went in the garage and I put on the Lady of Rage. Yeah. You know, she yeah, played yeah, Aqua yeah. Puffs and I said, hmm. Yeah. And she said, let me loosen up my bra strap and um, let me hit you with the raw wrap. And I went, oh, wait a minute. And I said, let me loosen up my bra strap. And I, so I tried to take my bra off <clears throat> in the garage uh, doing that thing. Yeah, yeah. And it worked. Nice. And then so when I went to New York, that's what I did. <laughs> and I sat there and I was shocked because I actually threw it. 
you know, after I took it off, she got doing crazy. it, I just was like, ah. that was improv, you know. So I just had my chest puffed up at that time, you know. But so um, now has that become something that that's you... like my signature scratch. So uh, yeah. if you if you've seen Pam the Foxtress or have seen a coup show or seen me DJ by myself, you know that <laughs> I scratch different parts of my body. <laughs> So Pam, where could we find you and maybe an upcoming show? Uh, where can we catch you next? Well, I'm or with a group um, called Bay Area Super Sounds. Okay. There's three female DJs uh, founded by DJ Zia, uh -huh. myself, and DJ Netta. And we do 330 Rich every first Saturday of the month. In San Francisco. In San Francisco, mm -hmm. um, 330 Rich. Cool, all right, so now how can we get uh, in contact with you or read up on you. How can we get in the know with Pam the Um I have a website, mm -hmm. PamLaFunctions.com. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys, don't go anywhere. We have more Built From Scratch coming up, and we're going to get into your catering business, Piccadilly Catering. All right, you guys? So I'm Olivia, your guest host, and you are watching Built From Scratch. Ta-da! So rest in peace, Pam the Funkstress. So as we wind down this uh, first podcast of 2018, I guarantee, I, I'm making the promise here, putting it out there, that I'm going to do a better job keeping this thing on schedule. Hopefully next time I'll be able to pull in uh, the Professor East and East Coast Dre and or and there's uh, somebody else I've been trying to figure out how to get in here my man Melly Mel who uh, he's married man Melly Mel and so I've got to figure out what his schedule is make sure that we've got all the technological uh, necessities in place to get him in here and then uh, my girl Roshana has been on me to get her in here because she wants to bring some female flavor on into the podcast and uh, very knowledgeable hip-hop head also has a lot of strong opinions so I'm gonna try to work that out but the First order of business is to figure out the rules for this battle log. East Coast Dre and I stumbled across a great idea um, last year, early last year. And ultimately the idea is that we are going, we created a tournament style bracket and then we are going to have uh groups and MCs that are going to we're going to they're going to battle it out who has the best catalog so battle catalog battle log and the problem is I've been trying to come up with a way like a point system or a scoring system some way that we can uh, measure and score these catalogs based on some criteria that I've yet to be able to nail down because I don't want it to just be my opinion Professor Belk's opinion East Coast Dre's opinion the opinion needs to correspond with some type of scoring system and then we can put it down like okay they got 
X amount of points for the number of albums in the catalog. They got X amount of points for classic albums. They got X amount of points for whatever. But it's that whatever. I haven't figured that out. So I really want to do that because now here we are a year later. And uh, it'd be cool to do for March, which is only next week. Um, You know, with March Madness and the NCAA tournament brackets, things like that. So I would love to have it in place. But that's one that I really have to put some time and thought into to figure out this scoring system. And then... The grinding part about it is, to be fair, you know, you have to go back and revisit a catalog. So when I first started talking about this, I went and checked out EPMD's entire catalog. And to listen to the entire catalog of the people that we have in this uh, tournament, you're talking about a serious commitment. Because just if we're going to say EPMD and Gangstar... That's probably a good at least dozen albums you're going to have to listen to, to be fair. Um, So I'm working on that, trying to work it out, trying to work it out. But uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Get off my lawn podcast again. Check out my man DJ Bulix. That's DJ B. O-O-L-I-X on Instagram. Uh, Check out The Liberator, T-H-A-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O-R on Instagram at The Liberator. And you can always visit visit TheLiberator.com. Liberatees are there. There's even some uh, links to some hip-hop shirts that you can check out at TurntableTroopers.com. So, there you go. Uh, I will be back. The podcast isn't going anywhere. And uh, I'm going to take it on out with a little bit of the coup. This is Pam's song from the album you all should have in your collection. Kill my landlord. Alright, till next time. Peace.
Thank you.